Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. <clears throat> o come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20, beginning on page 359. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my stony rock and my defense. My Savior, my God and my might, in whom I will trust. My buckler, the horn also of my salvation and my refuge. I will call upon the Lord, which is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the overflowings of ungodliness made me afraid. The pains of hell came about me, the snares of death overtook me. In my trouble I called upon the Lord, and complained unto my God. So he heard my voice out of his holy temple, and my complaint came before him, it entered even into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The very foundations also of the hills shook, and were removed, because he was wroth. There went the smoke out in his presence, and a consuming fire out of his mouth, so that coals were kindled at it. He bowed the heavens down, and came down, and it was dark under his feet. He rode upon the cherubim, and did fly. He came flying upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness a secret place his pavilion round about him with dark water, and thick clouds to cover him. At the brightness of his presence his cloud removed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered out of heaven, and the highest gave his thunder, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He cast forth lightnings and destroyed them. The springs of waters were seen, and the foundations of the round world were discovered. 
at thy chiding, O Lord, at the blasting of, thy, of the breath of thy displeasure. He sent down from on high to fetch me, and took me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strongest enemy, and from them that hate me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my trouble, but the Lord was my upholder. He brought me forth also into a place of liberty. He brought me forth even because he has a fate, had a favor unto me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Begins the 15th chapter of Genesis. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? See, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my, my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them for a hundred years. And also the nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterward they shall come out with great possession. shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And it came to pass, when the sun went down, and it was dark, that, behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The Kenites, the Kenizzites, and the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus says on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It begins the 38th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now John answered him, saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me, for he who is not against us is on our side. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be seasoned with fire, and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace with one another. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who has taught us that all our doings of that charity are nothing worth. Send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thy only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our chapter, uh, good morning you all, our chapter today from uh, Genesis 15 is, is uh, an important one in New Testament terms because uh, there's a central verse in it, uh, Genesis 15, 6, where it says Abraham, you know, believed uh, God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And it's quoted uh, three places in the New Testament as a centerpiece of, of, of the argument that St. Paul makes about justification by faith. And and the main point of it is that that St. Paul, the quote is in Romans 4, 1, and in Galatians 3, 6, for to the Christians who've come to faith that they really need to be circumcised and, and observe the full Jewish tradition as it's enshrined in the tradition that developed between the time of the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New. Uh, and St. Paul was arguing that, that um, we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ, not by the works of the law, that is by uh, sort of zealous devotion to to the tradition. And he cites Abraham as an example because it says here in, in Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God hadn't even been instituted yet. Uh, that won't come along till chapter 18, I believe. So if Abraham is counted righteous because he believed in the promise of God, and circumcision hasn't even happened yet, that's the likeness that St. Paul brings to the, the idea of justification by faith. 
Now, it should also be noted in New Testament that James, in James 2.19, also quotes this verse. But he quotes it to, to clarify that Abraham's faith saved him, but his faith is shown by its perseverance, which will come uh, a few chapters later in Genesis. So the idea here is that James is is making the point. It's not it's not really that James and Paul disagree with each other. It's that James needs to safeguard against the simplistic idea that that a, a faith is some abstracted quality apart from a real belief that that then follows with um, obedience of, of life. <clears throat> so so we believe God and recount his righteousness. Now we need to do what God tells us. And even if we don't ever do it perfectly, we grow in, in, in that reality. Um, <clears throat> we should note the setting of this because I think it's a good example for the Christian life that we had in Genesis 12, the promise God made to Abraham, leave your country, I'm going to make you a great nation. And so Abraham left his country and a lot of time has passed. And some of the things that Abraham has been through, he went to the, you know, the country God told him to go to. There was a family, he went down to Egypt, ran into some trouble there. Then he goes to, um, you know, take the, the land of the plain in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then that land is invaded and Lot gets carried off as a captive and Abraham has to go rescue him. But Abraham has been through a lot since God said, hey, I'm going to give you all this. And so God shows up in, in Genesis 15 and says, you know, don't feed, don't be afraid. I'm, I'm your great reward. And Abraham's saying, I've been through all this and I don't even have a child and you've given me all these promises. And it, um, God re restates his promise to Abraham. I know Abraham says to God, and this dividing the animals into the actual Old Testament language for making a covenant is to, to cut a covenant because you you cut an animal and cutting into a walking before between the the parts is is the way God binds himself by his word and Abraham's believing the word of God and so likewise we believe the word that God gives to us and I think that word is both the general word of scripture but also the way God calls us each of us and speaks to us about um, his fold and we experience that good through many trials and so occasionally we need that that you know that re-encouragement you know don't be afraid I'm, I'm your reward I, to, to persevere and carry on in the faith as we go into Lent this week uh, on Ash Wednesday we can uh, you know think about the things that that make it hard for us to persevere I think a connection to the gospel lesson where the disciples are worried about someone else casting out demons uh, and and Jesus tells them, you know, don't worry about that. If, you know, maybe maybe I called him to do that, and no one who does that can speak evil of me. But if, for us, I think it's a good lesson not to be distracted. And you know, the word of God comes to us and calls us to faith, and God speaks a particular word to each of us too, and we're called to persevere in that, in in faithfulness trusting in the word of God that he gives us and looking what other people are doing, envy, or just distractions uh, to us from, from, from holding on to that, that, that word of faith for us. So that's a good a thing to think about as we enter Lent this week. God's promise that we embrace by faith, 
we show our faith to be genuine by the obedience that flows out of it. And we focus on our own obedience and faithfulness and don't worry so much about what everyone else is doing or what God is doing for someone else. We trust that God has his good uh, for, for each of us. So a few thoughts about today's lessons, page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for prayer this morning. Have a great start to the week. Peace. Thank you, Bishop. Thank Thanks, you. Bishop. Bye, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Have a good day, everybody.